<laughs> Welcome everybody to episode 22 of the Glenbrook Village podcast. As always, I am your host, Corey. I'm joined today by my co-host, Andrew, Alex, and Herbie. How's everybody doing today? Konnichiwa. Oh, did you have to sandwich the two whites between the colors? <laughs> no way. What the fuck was that? Take 46 of episode 22. <laughs> well, it doesn't help when you don't respond. I'm like, yo, how are you doing? And Andrew's like sitting there trying to play some stupid ass TikTok on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine's done wonders for him. Jeez Louise. Ugh. So how are you, my fellow comrades? <laughs> how's your uh, how's your trip at the cabin, Herbie? You mean jail? I'm not breaking any of these no travel requirements. What are you talking about? I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> Never give this man Son a soundboard. <laughs> All right. So earlier this week, we've been talking about clout chasing in the form of a good deed. Uh, recently, Kardashian started to go fund me for her stylist. I don't know what exactly happened, but the amount she needed was like sixty grand, and uh, she was nice enough to chip in five thousand dollars. And uh, I was just wondering if you guys had any comment to that or stories about other people who clout chase like they're doing a good deed, but really it's just to gain likes or. It was definitely hella fucked up that she started to go fund me like. She's what, a billionaire? Like, wasn't she on like the Forbes list for like the richest Americans? Well, yeah. And her fans started a GoFundMe for her. Yeah. To become a billionaire. So that's the irony. And she like makes, what was it? Doesn't she make like 500000 a day or something ridiculous? <laughs> like, off of her cosmetics line. And like, she couldn't just like. I think the guy's surgery was like. I think he needed like 50 or 60000 I'm like, yo, you make that in like less than an hour. You can't just pay for his. <laughs> you can't just pay for his surgery, and then you know what? She, you know what bullshit she responded with. She's like, well, he hasn't been my stylist for a while, but we're like, you know, like we're not really that close anymore. It's like, oh my god, shut the fuck up! Like, <laughs> I don't know that. That was just like super fucked up to me. Like, why? I don't like when uh. I don't like when like ce- uh, celebrities do like GoFundMe's like that. Like it's it just seems like super like performative. You know what I mean? One has been happening for a long time. Like the guy who started the like hunt for Coney, who was like enslaving African kids into military militias, ended up like blowing a million dollars of the fund and like jacking <laughs> off on a street corner in San Diego, like butt naked, completely <laughs> ruining the movement because he was like high no, on was drugs. It- <laughs> It wasn't Coney already dead or some shit? Yeah, he just like Googled like somebody with notoriety and like put together like a heartfelt video. He puts together so, like, like a... 80% of the money you sent him goes to his like video production and the other 20 goes to his like cocaine habit. He put together a propaganda video like the... Uh, what was it? Like in the third Iron Man with the... With whatever that dude was, like the, ma- the Mandarin. The Mandarin? Yeah, and it was like all <laughs> fake propaganda videos and that's like the same thing he did. He basically just took scenes from Blood Diamond and was like, look at what he's doing. <laughs> Coney needs to be stopped. And it's just all these Blood Diamond scenes. Where's the fucking diamond? 
Cody 2012. <laughs> that was the worst. Knowing that I spent $50 for something that I thought was a good cause just to see this dude like throwing my money in the sky, jacking off on a street corner in San Diego. Yeah. Oh my God. Coney has 42 kids. Golly. Damn. I wonder if he was in that bathhouse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, uh, one of Corey's close friends uh, was found lifeless in a bathhouse. Not one of my friends. Corey, was, <laughs> Corey attempted resuscitation, but they said, no, you have to blow air into the other head. <laughs> <laughs> no, Corey, not under the towel. Get some therapy, dog. Yeah, yo. <laughs> Andrew's always Andrew's always making Anyways. the gay jokes, but I'm pretty sure he's the one at the bathhouses. Apparently, according to your screen handle, anyway. <laughs> uh, we talked about Karens. So basically, anyone who causes like a ruckus in public just to become the centerpiece of attention. Um, <laughs> Yo, you have to give like the whole. You you got to explain like the whole story from top to bottom because it sounds pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. So yesterday, actually. Uh, me and my girlfriend are sitting in a brewery just having a drink and this guy walks in like he's ho- like holding up a bank or something like that and he comes to the till and he's like run it <laughs> not exactly but he, was like, <laughs> he was like I'm gonna need my beer and I want you to pour half of it down the sink because I'm not gonna get a DUI like they were like forcing it down his throat or something like that like do it do what you want like don't finish your beer who cares but like why do you have to make such a proclamation in front of like everyone? And uh, they're like, well, I'm not going to pour half of it down the sink. And he was like, this is ridiculous. And then the lady just like was done dealing with him and walked into the back room. And this guy's like standing right beside me. So I'm like, if anything goes sideways, they're on the other side of like a thin piece of plexiglass. Like I'm getting all of this dude's rage and COVID. <laughs> not to mention, like, <laughs> so you I know started what- filming it. You know when people get in those situations, they always look at you for like assistance, like they're not going crazy. Yeah. Like, am I being unreasonable right now? And it's like, yes, motherfucker. No, that's exactly it. He was like, I don't understand why this is so frowned upon. Like, why is it so shunned upon? Like, fine, just give half of my beers to them then. Jesus. And then like when they went to the back, did he start talking to you guys? Like, oh, I don't understand. Yeah, no, exactly. And then afterwards, I'm like, is there like history here? Because I'm like, why did she just walk out? Like, he wasn't that unreasonable. And she's like, no, like, he's messaged like our investors and said that we're like useless, like, just like bashing them. And I guess because he's friends with one of the investors, he walks in like one of those rich brats. Oh, like, like, he owns the place? Yeah, exactly. And it just reminds me of all these other experiences. Like, you know, there's a guy sitting at a pub. And he's refusing to leave at closing time because he still has a full pint. And then some guy comes in and he's like, hey, bud, sorry, you can't stay here. You got to finish it or go home or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, I'll finish it. And then he like pours the entire pint on the dude's head and threatens to fight him and then walks out. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, well, I told you. And I then tell uh, you? Corey, Corey had a story. Yeah. So like I, when I was working at uh, the, that one restaurant that shall not be named, uh, this one, this one kid, this one kid was there, and like the funny thing is, like I know this kid, like I knew his older brother, and like, uh, you know, like the policy when you work, 
in a restaurant is like you can't sell at least by AJLC laws you can't sell liquor after 2 a.m. but if somebody orders that drink before 2 a.m. they're allowed to sit in your restaurant for a full hour before you can kick them out yeah and like because we had the lights up and like everybody was like starting to leave his like friends were like trying to rush like we're trying to dip right and he still had a full can of beer and I'm like and he's trying to leave with it I'm like bro you cannot leave with that beer right now but like you can still, like, fucking sit here and chill for an hour. Like, I was like, I'll even pack you, like, a bowl of shisha. You can just sit here and chill and, like, finish your drink. Like, I was being, like, super chill about it. And then he kept trying to, like, rush to the door. I'm like, bro, you can't leave with the beer. Like, what are you, like, not understanding? He's like, yo, I just want to, like, finish it. I'm like, yeah, you can fucking <laughs> sit down and chill for an hour and finish it. Like, I don't understand what you're not, like, understanding. And then he, like, sprinted to the door. And while he was, like, walking towards the door, I, I like quickly like grabbed the beer out of his hand and the dude fucking like went ape shit like he's like he like spat at me and shit he's like fuck you you fucking pussy i'm like oh my goodness bro and then of course like three days later he comes in he's like man i'm sorry like i was i don't know what i was doing like all crying and shit i'm like bro like you gotta understand man like i was trying to help you out like you could have gotten us like fine because like at that point aglc would like AGLC was, like, looking for ways to shut that restaurant down, so they'd be, like, parked outside the restaurant and shit. Bro, you're gonna get us fucked up. People just mad ignorant. That was, like, this one time... One time we had to call the cops on this chick, and she got straight arrested inside the restaurant because uh, she was refusing <laughs> to pay her bill. Like, this girl... Sh this girl showed up with this dude, and, uh... I guess she just, like, you know those chicks who just assume, like, everybody's going to pay for everything they order? She was, like, one of those people, right? But the guy, so when uh, the guy came and asked for his bill, the server's like, oh, do you want the bill for the whole table? He's like, fuck that. She can pay for her own shit. So he just paid for his stuff, and then he bounced. And then, uh, so they, like, he left, and the girls, like, still sat there, like, finishing their drinks, and... Like, time came to, like, get everybody to pay up. So the server drops the bill off at the chick's table. She's like, well, I'm not paying for this. And she's like, well, you drank all this shit, so yes, you are paying for this. <laughs> she's like, no, that dude was, like, paying for my bill. She's like, no, like, I asked him, and he said he wasn't paying for your shit. And so she, like, literally sat there and, like, started, like, causing a stink. She's like, well, I'm not paying for this, yada, yada, yada. And then it was basically like, like you had it. <laughs> yeah, and then it was basically like that scene from the Chappelle show with like the with Wyclef like yo, you can either pay for this bill or not. <laughs> and then like of course she's like she's like, "Well, I'm not." So the server like called the cops and the cops pulled up and they like it's funny when you see the whole interaction go down. Like the chick trying to like act up like, "Oh, I don't know what they're talking about." And then they straight arrested her inside the the restaurant, and of course, like everybody's, everybody's sitting there with their phones out, like, "Oh, world star, huh? stupid bitch!" Like, <laughs> gets dragged out the restaurant, like in handcuffs. It's just like that one with GameStop, where like the guy was just trying to be polite, and of course, like it's disorienting, right? Like you see this hulking, like six foot five, jacked person with a female haircut. <laughs> And you instantly just say like, oh, sir, I'm sorry. We don't have that game. It is ma'am. And then the fucking, it's ma'am. I'll show you a fucking man. Let's go outside. It's like, yeah, you're acting so elegant like a lady right now. Like, let's fucking go. 
I'll show you what a man is. But you know the funny thing about that video was like <laughs> the funny thing about that video was like it's pulp uh, fiction. No, the funny thing was when the dude was like he's like I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> she's like she's like it's ma'am. He's like I'm sorry, sir. He's like ah! And like <laughs> kicks, <laughs> kicks over like a full shelf of like DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> like right? $10,000 worth of DVDs. After she just corrected the dude, like it's them. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like that had to be a bigger slap in the face than like anything else. <clears throat> It's like fuck. Oh, Corey, you're. Uh, it's also funny that it happened in a GameStop. You're, you're drinking like an elegant woman today. I see. <laughs> <laughs> the Michelob Ultra. Gotta watch the calories. My mom drinks that. <laughs> He's trying to watch his calories. JC, JCU season coming up. Yeah. Maybe he's with her. <laughs> yeah, I got. Got to stay slim. So, like recently. Um, They've been talking about the variant and the rise in cases. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the variants have gone up, which has delayed the the reopening stages for everything. Um, and, you know, I think like everyone else at this point, because it's been over a year, a lot of people are starting to just do things out of obligation, like wearing the mask and distancing and stuff. It's just like, I'll do A so that I can do B. Like nobody really cares anymore yeah i would say like the general consensus anyway is most people are just doing what they have to do to like go about their day like nobody's that worried about it anymore i think people are burnt out um yeah but recently um somebody that like i'm an acquaintance with and that most of you know um actually got the variant and is in like the Rocky View Hospital right now and like described what he's going through. And I was like, oh shit. Like, I think it's one of those things like the as soon as it hits somewhere where like you know the person in some capacity, you're like, guard goes back up a little bit. And I think maybe it's a good learning lesson for like this individual in general, because I asked questions like, Where have you been in the last few weeks? And uh, he had said the Metropolitan Grill downtown, the Cactus Club downtown, and a shisha bar. But this person had also been posting on social media about hosting garage parties with beer pong and house parties yeah. with friends multiple times, breaking the gui- guidelines. Um, so I was just asking, like, how much do we push the boundaries? I know until recently, like, Corey hadn't even left, left his house. And now, like, you say you go to, like, a track part. States is different, of course, because there is... Um, different allowances like they're allowing people in sports stadiums and stuff like that um, but you well, said like you went only... to a track party but all those kids have to be negative to be able to compete so you feel pretty safe yeah you that's what like that's the only reason why I'll, why I'll go and like hang out with them is because I know like I'm always hanging out with them like the day like the day of their track meets and so like they like have to before they can even go to the track meets like they have to return back a negative test so at least i know i'm around a bunch of people who are who are like they're not positive you know what i mean like everybody in there has been tested and like they're all clean and stuff and they all have to do like their own isolation thing so i feel more safe being around the people who i know like don't have it because literally like they got tested like 
eight hours before I saw them, you know what I mean? And, like, the test came back negative. So, like, that's, like, the the most of my limit that I'll, like, push it. But, like, fuck, man, now recently, like, I don't feel safe leaving my house because of, like, all the shootings that have happened. Like, that's... That's, like, more troubling to me than the fucking, than fucking COVID. Like, ever since they started lifting all these restrictions stuff, like, it seems like this has, like, been the perfect time for people to just go out and, like, shoot up places. Like, it's getting scary. Like, even in Cleveland, I think it was last week, like, a nightclub got shot up. And it's like... Well, didn't you say a lot of people spent their stimulus on, like, firearms? Yeah, like, my... uh one of my one of my friends from back well not really like a friend but an acquaintance from back home he sent me like this article and it was like more people have like used their stimulus checks on guns than like anything else and it's like like holy like that's that's fucking troubling you know what i mean yeah. like it's like damn dude so it's like a bunch of people without work who just purchased firearms and everybody's yeah. in already like a heightened state of sensitivity exactly so, like, that's, like, super, like, troubling. And then, like, you know, like I said, like, the fact that, like, you know, you see, like, I have always, like, that's, like, the one thing about Canada is, like, the fact that we do have, you know, it's so difficult to actually, like, acquire a firearm. Like, you have to jump through, like, a bunch of, like, hoops and, like, hurdles and, like, all these barriers just to even, like, have one in your house that, you know, you feel a lot, you feel a lot safer when you go places. And then even, like to the extent of, at least in Calgary at least, like, almost every, like, every nightclub or, or even, like, those bars that, like, have places, like, dancing and stuff, like, they scan your ID, and then if the ID, like, if, like, gang suppression or anybody thinks you're, like, affiliated or something like that, like, it flashes up, and then, like, you can't even get into the bar. So you feel, like, a lot safer going out places there because you know, like, that everybody in there has been, like, had their ID checked, like, you know, nothing crazy is about to happen. Like, for the most part, like, yeah, sometimes it'll happen because people avoid suspicion, but it never gets, like, wild to the point where, like, you're dodging bullets. But, like, here, like, a few times I've gone out, like, they just check your ID, they don't even check to see if it's fake or not, and then they just, like, let motherfuckers in. So it's like, of course you're going to get into those. And I've, like, never seen, like, a pat-down or, like, nothing, like... So, like, <laughs> obviously you're going to get into those, like... Jesus. Yeah, like, I I went out and I was like, fuck this. Like, that was, like, two years ago. And I was like, I don't know, like, how safe I feel. Like, it, it like, it makes it, like, so obvious how you're, like... You always, like, wonder, like, how people, like, get shit into clubs and stuff. And then you're like, oh, I get it, because security's fucking ass. Like... <laughs> like, what's the point of even having them there? Yeah. Like, fuck, man, every... Every nightclub you go to in Calgary, like your ID gets scanned, and then before you, then once your after your ID gets scanned, like they do a full pat down. Like even if your keys are in your pocket, they're like, "What is this?" And you have to like take it out and show them it's like your keys in your wallet. Like if you have a hat on, they make you fucking take your hat off. Like it's very difficult for you to like slip something in anywhere in Calgary. They they check girls' purses and bags and yeah, like everything gets like fucking like searched with a fine tooth comb so you actually like feels feel safer going out places there so like not to say the violence doesn't happen but it's very like few and far between 
Well, it doesn't help that the United States is at a constant state of powder keg situation, just ready to go off. Well, like, what's annoying, I don't know, what's annoying is, like, how, um, you know, people think that, but I know people who have guns in Canada, but, like I said, like, you have to, there's gun control laws, like, you know, it's saying, like, yeah. what you have to go through. To- just getting a license is a process. <laughs> exactly. And I don't understand why people here think that's such a, like, bad problem, like, a bad thing. Like, I completely support, like, the right to own a firearm. Like, I especially, especially, like, to have one in your house. You know what I mean? Like, if I had, right now I live in a condo building and I'm three floors up. Like, it's going to be, it would be very difficult for somebody to get to me. But, like, if I had a house, I would definitely, like, have something, like, under my bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Well, the problem is because these, these people they're talking about the constitution and how the second amendment says blah 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 shall not be infringed so anything that's brought in they're like oh infringement and then there's a big fight about it well it's just stupid cuz it's like you know what was like ridiculous to me was there's this one this one chick who's like in con- congress and she's like just because people don't like the constitution doesn't mean uh that it should be changed. And it's like, fam, there's amendments. Like, that's what the amendments are, you fucking idiot. Like, how are you in Congress and you don't understand what a, an amendment is? Like, and it was a woman. I'm like, for goodness sakes, there was an amendment that allowed you to vote. <laughs> like, it, yeah. they changed the Constitution so that you would be able to vote. Like, if it wasn't for that amendment, you won't even have your job in Congress right now. Yeah. So, like, what are you talking about? Like, you can, you can modify, like, you can go through and make amendments to these, like, these things that were set out. And then somebody also brought up, like, a very good point. Like, when, when they put that into the Constitution, those guns were, like, single barrel. Like, they could only shoot one bullet at a time. Now you can have, like, I don't know how much goes in a clip, but, like, at least fucking 11 rounds in a clip. Like, it might be time to adjust to adjust the laws with how the times are changing. And then you look at, uh, shit, there is... I don't know, man, you could own a Gatling gun back then. <laughs> yeah, but how are you going to, like, smuggle that into the cinema? Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy went and shot up, like, a Batman premiere because he thought he was a Joker, and he just, like, strolled in. But he, hey, he was a nice, quiet guy. He had yeah, that's no priors... <laughs> Other than that, he was a saint. It's just fucked up. Like, crazy shit like that happens here all the time. Now, this is the only country that it happens in so frequently. Apparently, there's been, like, 120... There's been more mass shootings than there there has days Biden's been president. Since, like, the beginning of the year. That's fucked up. He hasn't even been in office 100 days. So, like... Obviously, there's a problem. Yeah, that's crazy. And, like, it's not going to be a quick fix here either, though. That's the thing. Like, people think that, you know, you can institute the gun control laws, perfect. But that shit, for it to actually, like, take, like, full effect and for you to see change is going to take at least three to five years. Speaking of shots, so are you all going to get the vaccine if it becomes available to you? 
right away. Like, let's say tomorrow you get a notification saying your age group or like whatever is able to get it now. Would you get it that day? Uh, depends on the brand. <laughs> I don't trust Johnson and Johnson just off principle. Oh yeah, they're sued like every other year. <laughs> well, yeah, because Johnson and Johnson, like their company, has a track record of like fucking people up. So, like, it's very hard to trust them, like, just concocting some vaccine out of nowhere. Like, for all I know, it could just be, like, fucking paste in there. <laughs> I've talked to a couple of people that want that one specifically because you only need one shot. A lot of the other ones, you have to have a shot and then book a schedule for a follow-up for your second shot. Whereas the Johnson & Johnson okay, is a single shot. Tell them to get the, the Johnson & Johnson. rate is lower. Yeah. And like, so like, yeah, you only get one shot, but your chance of like getting through it well is lower. So, and <coughs> and not to mention, since they've uh, since they've started vaccinating people here, they've still seen cases go up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that so, was like I don't. That was one of the reasons. You know what the thing is. Carry no, on. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, that no, was one I was of the reasons. Say, like, God, a- <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, go ahead. Anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> fucking guy, <laughs> just proceed. <laughs> All right, no, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say, it's like the flu shot. Like, a bunch of people get the flu shot every year, and people who get the flu shot still get the flu. You know, it's the same thing with the vaccine, like. Yeah, you can get the vaccine, but you you could still get COVID. So, well, it's like a mixed it's like a mixed bag of emotions. Like, yeah, I I can get this vaccine, but I'm still at risk to get the virus. So, like, what's the point of forcing me to fucking get vaccinated? Well, I mean, for one, you still have to give the vaccine time to work with your immune system to have it get to the immune stage in general. So that's still a couple weeks. You have to allow that to work. And if you're, if, if you just get it and the next day you're like, I got the vaccine, I'm good, let's go party. Like, of course you can still transmit it. I think that's what the biggest issue is. I think so too. Is people are getting it and they think they have like the golden ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and then they're just like strolling out there and like getting sick. It was like the AstraZeneca one. Uh, people under fifty-five, they said you're at risk for getting a blood clot if you got that one. And that was after they already approved it for that age range. So can you imagine, like two days before they announced this, you got shot with it? You're like, fuck yeah, king of the world now. And they're like, oh, sorry, <laughs> we accidentally uh, <laughs> injected you with the hyper <laughs> the hyper COVID. But what doesn't make any sense is they're like, anyone who's already gotten the AstraZeneca, you're good. There's no worries. Like, yeah. Well, somebody brought yeah. something up that was like very, uh, that was very true about the vaccine. Like, I understand like that science is like way more advanced now than it was even 10 years ago. So yeah, like yeah, it do- it makes sense that they were able to figure out how to make a vaccine this quick but the issue is is like you know how like usually when you go through those trials like 
they experiment on like some sort of animal, like a fucking rat or a mouse or like, or even anything. Like they usually have that in between stage of testing to make sure that the vaccine actually works properly. And it just seems like they kind of went straight from petri yeah. dish to human trials. Like they didn't go through that middle phase of of like testing its efficacy. And so that is troubling. Like I, I understand like that people really want to get back to normal life and like that's like the whole reason why they because the economy's crashing and all this shit, and that's the whole reason why they're like pumping out the vaccine so fast and they want people to get like they want people to get these shots, but it's like damn, like you guys skipped like the whole middle phase. Like I would have felt more comfortable if the vaccine came out a year later as opposed to like six months later. So I don't know. Well, and one of the things they were saying is they're unaware of how long the protection will last. They said it could be up to three months that you could be safe or protected. But what happens like four months in, you think you are fine and you're supposed to get another round of shots because it only has a shelf life in your body of three months. I just saw they had to dump out a bunch because they put the wrong ingredient in them. Huh? Like, how are you guys fucking it up that bad? Yeah, I forget. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I forget what company it was, but they just said they had to... I think you need that vaccine, like, today. <laughs> I think I have the black lung pap. I don't know. I think I'm very on the fence about getting the vaccine. Like, my, my grandma just got her first shot a few weeks ago. She didn't have any side effects. Everything's going fine. But I don't know. Yeah, um it's a it's a wait and see scenario for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Let's see how well this shit actually works before I go and stick my arm. Yeah, definitely. So April Fools just passed. I know we were just on a heavy topic, but the general consensus is we're all pretty timid of being the first in line to get the vaccine. I think my target date would be next summer. And it all really depends because the only real reason to get the vaccine right now anyways is the fact that uh, you know people want to travel and stuff. But if you're not able to travel all over the world or go see a concert or anything that they said they're going to make a requirement to show your vaccine passport, like what is the real rush as long as you're still maintaining your sense of what is safe, what is not safe. You know how many people are going to have fake vaccine passports? That's going to be a market. Like, fuck, I'm about to go... I know I'm I'm about to go get a printing press myself and start pumping these things out. That's going to be your new uh, <laughs> fake ID. Make a million dollars. <laughs> I saw this funny this funny meme of this guy talking to a girl in a nightclub and like shouting in her ear and he's like it's okay we can totally have unprotected sex I'm vaccinated <laughs> April Fool's it's just It's so passed. funny just her view like and shouting from the rafters like <laughs> I was wondering what some like, of your guys favorite of April Fool pranks that you've ever pulled like even since you were like a kid if there's any you can remember like pulling on your parents April or a friend April pranks <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big fan of April Fools. <laughs> Here's why: because just uh, the receiving end of it. No, you well that and like also like I feel like 
pranks are funny any time of the year, so why wait till like April Fool's Day? You know what I mean? Oh, we're getting to that. I was just talking about April Fool's pranks in general. I don't have. Well, I've never like pulled an April Fool's prank. I know you have because you think you're the fucking clown prince of Calgary. (laughs) 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 Giving the people stories that matter. (laughs) So what are your what are your April Fool's pranks? Well, since you asked, (laughs) (laughs) no, we were thinking of some of them. And uh, one thing we used to do is uh, put the white toothpaste on the toilet seat. My aunt went and sat. It was always my aunt that ended up being the first to run into these problems. So it was like white toothpaste on the toilet seat, and you don't know it's there, so the people sit in it, and then they're like, ah! Then we put. saran wrap over the toilet so when someone like goes pee or sits down to pee it like bounces off the toilet and all over the floor or yourself <laughs> um, at work recently I told the kids I made them brownies and freezies and then I gave them pieces of paper with brown E's on them and then like a paper with the letter Z on it and because they didn't have to pay for it it's oh free my God. and they were like they were like they were like fucking livid with me because they were like Oh, thank God, like, I get a treat. Dude, Ed, they're like, the Andrew fuck is was 100% this? like that stand-up I sent. It was like, yo, you can't, you can't beat the kids at daycare when they piss you off, but you can't play dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Just pelting the kids with and- dodgeballs. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was thinking, like, just some of the more, like, memorable pranks in general, like, no time limit that you've ever pulled off. I mean, I definitely like, haven't. I've fallen for them. Like, I guess I fell for that one like two days ago. The but, one that like, I said? No, the one with the uh, with that website, like with the merch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're but, closing like, tomorrow, so buy now. And you're like, oh shit! And then the next day, they're like, idiots. Yo, but then like, <laughs> it it. But like the flip side of it is though, like he sent a 50% off code so I was like did I really get pranked or did I just save a bunch of money cause like True. one guy like a hoodie on that guy's website is like 60 bucks so I'm like fuck Fit, like joke or not like 50% off <laughs> might True. as well you, use the code if you spend 100 instead of 200 you saved $100 yeah so you, like you didn't spend 100 <laughs> you saved 100 so I was like, did I really, <laughs> did I really get pranked Depending or did I just save money? It? Like, that's how I look at it. And I got that shower curtain that I cannot wait. I mean, it, yeah. at least it wasn't bagged air. <laughs> 50 people bought bagged air from his website. What? I sent it in the chat. He sold on his website <laughs> packages with the air from the warehouse and 50 people purchased it. And then he posted a thing saying, just when I thought you couldn't get any dumber, you totally redeem yourselves. That's Bro, like imagine wholeheartedly how... taking advantage you of people's st- stupidity. Yeah. No, I just think like he has like such a strong like fan base, like a cult like fan base that like people just do it for just to be like, oh yeah, like, you know, I was like supporting uh, his debauchery. Like, he has an entire Reddit thread, like, dedicated to all of his shenanigans and shit. But, like, Jesus Christ. I think one of my more memorable ones 
top three for sure was the the Cleveland Heights Strangler. Yeah, but that's not an April Fool's prank. That was one of my favorite. No, I'm just talking about. Yeah, pranks and that was like, it. Was until Corey ruined the reveal. That one's yeah. Just like wait, what? <laughs> that was you. Yo, because I couldn't like hear like, because you're like holding it up to your mm-hmm. headphone mic, so I couldn't hear the phone call. But that's like funny though. That's what I mean though. Like pranks are, <laughs> like pranks yeah. are funny. Like regardless, like yeah, you got me. Like you know, like that's like a good one. I think one of my. The best one probably by far was uh, we were playing sociables and we changed one of the cards to prank call card. And the the rules are the person to the left of you gets to choose who you prank call, but it can't be something that ruins your life. Like call your mom and say this or whatever. So I draw the card and uh, she's like, call my ex-boyfriend. He was an asshole to me. Oh, this is so And good. like, I don't care. And I was like, okay, like tell me some stuff about him. So I started jotting notes down on a piece of paper, like writing a script. And she's like, well, he played football at this high school. What position did he play? I'm asking all these details. So I, I give this guy a call at like quarter to one in the morning. And I'm like, hi, is this so-and-so? And he's like, yeah, who the fuck is this? Because he was like half asleep or just woke up to the phone call. And I'm like, uh, this is Coach Minton from the St. FX uh, football program out in Vancouver, BC. And, uh, I was just looking through some tape of you Calgary boys and we'd love to extend a <laughs> we'd love to extend an offer for you to come out to our football camp next weekend and he's like oh yeah I could totally be there like he just totally liked it. you could tell he was like holy fuck my ticket I'm going to be on the next cover of Madden and then I was like uh yeah so full room and board food everything covered for the weekend when you get to Vancouver airport, just call this number back and the shuttle will come pick you up. And he was like totally into it. And then the like following weekend, I think it was like the Sunday or the Monday, this girl's phone was like ringing off the hook, like every minute on the minute. And she would like pick it up and it's just like, (sighs) (sighs) and then he would like hang up and call right back for like, I swear, like a full day. (laughs) So I think I can infer that this meant that he did fall for my prank. <laughs> Do you imagine, like, could you imagine being that guy and showing off to the airport and, like, calling the number back? And they're like, he's like, hi, I'm waiting for my shuttle. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> 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 like, he's got his uh, Beats headphones on and all his football gear on a roller bag. Like, he's about to go to the, like, the combine in Indianapolis. Like, he pulls up, like, he pulls up, like, primetime did, like Deion Sanders did after yeah. the draft. Like... With all these chains and like a Gucci sweatsuit. He's signing like yeah, kids' foreheads the- as he walks by. Like, <laughs> don't mention it. You'll thank me one day. I'm about to make it big, chief. And you're like, nah, you don't have a tryout. You mean I don't have a tree out? <laughs> <laughs> we're also, we're talking about how the, the people of the podcast haven't really indulged in, uh, marijuana and recently Corey told us he went on basically a vision quest <clears throat> when he hit when he hit the marijuana for the first time again um yeah that was fucked. so i was just wondering like how old is too old to turn up like we got dmx in a vegetative state after he od'd all right well i'm gonna bring i know up. it's not the same yeah. as smoking <laughs> weed but we're not gonna talk about dmx like that you know but uh until we can confirm <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 
Yo, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting to that age now where it's like, I, f- I like, I feel the effects. Like, I can't turn up like I used to. Like, earlier in my twenties, I could be like blasted and then wake up the next day and like go run fucking ten k. You know, or like, yo, we'd like go turn up on like a Saturday and then I'd show up to flag football and score five touchdowns. But now it's like, I drink like six Flex. beers. And- I drink six beers and I wake up and I'm like sick for three days. Like it feels like my whole <laughs> bo- like like my whole system's just like completely shut down and I'm like, fuck this, yo, like I'm never drinking again. Like there's times I've had like three and woken up with a headache and I'm like, what? Yeah, like you got eighteen like, year old me would be disappointed right now. <laughs> like now it's like, yo, you can't go too hard. Like you can only have like the one glass of wine and then like you're good. Because for me, I'm like, I don't know, like, what's that age? Like, I kind of, like, aged out of, like, shisha, even. Oh, it's 30. Like, for, it's 30 for sure. Like, in my late 20s, like, I stopped smoking shisha, really. Like, if it was around, maybe oh, I would have man, some we... that time. But, like, that's one thing. And I think, like, maybe the benchmark for me is, like, throughout the ten next 10 years to get it out of my system, go full, like, rock star. And then, yeah, just, like, tone it down a bit. <laughs> By the time you're forty, no, I think we're. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody in their forties or above should be slamming like twenty four beers in a night. Like, I guess maybe if it was a one off, like last Vegas, or like you know, like somebody in your squad like died of old age at forty two, <laughs> and you went to like Cancun for a weekend and got like blasted. But like, I don't think just on a Wednesday night you should be like. Nah, man, we can't having like can't do it like we used to anymore like it definitely is like caught up to you it's because like your metabolism slows down so you're not just like you're not getting all all the toxins like out of your body as quick like now it's like now it's like i drink two beers and like i have a stomach ache and then like wake up the next morning and it's like (laughs) fuck bro i had to get metamucil like (laughs) (laughs) that's when you know you're getting old i'm like fuck man i'm sick and tired of like drinking and then sitting on the toilet the next day like (laughs) (laughs) please if you spare me i'll never drink again (laughs) two days later you're like fuck that Uh, maybe you should get checked out for an intolerance (laughs) (laughs) nah dude i used to be fine man when i was working in the bar industry like it was like industry standards like every day to drink and now it's like fuck man i can't do that shit no more otherwise like my whole system just like completely i don't do this shuts down (laughs) yeah like my system just shuts down i'm like fuck i can't do this (laughs) well i don't do the alcohol is poison so i don't do the icky shuffle no more (laughs) speaking of that that's a good segue into you know what we're thinking of uh when we were talking about football and like the college pro days yeah, so the NFL draft is this month, uh, but because everything has yeah. have had to move into like virtual platforms or like into like a microcosm of what it normally is to evaluate people, we could see like a huge effect on how people evaluate in the draft. Um, Bro, here's here's my thing about Herbie. Are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> No. Okay. Shit's delayed as fuck. Anyways, here's here's my here's my take on like pro days, and I I think I've kind of like 
had this take for a while, even just like when it comes to the combine and stuff. Man, even like me or you, like, bro, if I was out there and you were throwing me the football with nobody guarding me, I look like Randy Moss. Oh, exactly. They're saying like almost every skill position has clocked like a 4 3 Yeah, like, you know, like it's it's completely like, I think like the whole draft process of like, you know, people like going to pro days just to like see somebody throw football or like to watch these receivers run routes is like complete and utter bullshit. Like, yo, go roll the tape and see if they can actually play football. See what they look like full speed in a game with pads on and somebody in their fucking face. Like, how does that quarterback look when somebody like somebody who's your height but 250 pounds is barreling down on them at full speed? How do they look? I think that's a better way to measure how how good somebody is at, at football. Like, when you watch their tape. I hate, like, sitting there and they're watching pro days and they're like, oh... Shit, this guy just ran a, like a four four forty, and it's like no, like having played football, I'm like there's never been an instance that I can like distinctively put pick out where I was ever running forty yards like in a in a straight line without somebody being in my way or like yeah. you know what I mean like I've I've never play, been in a football scenario where I've had to run forty yards untouched, like that just doesn't happen. The crazier thing I think about football that we're talking about it now is that next year they plan to have full capacity stadiums for the season. Um, this year there was some that had empty stadiums, some that had like 3000 people, but this year they could be up to as much as 70, 80,000 people in a stadium at one time. And getting back to the like vaccine topic in the U S they're vaccinating anyone in their thirties and older at this point. So I could see it as possible by September that if you can prove you're vaccinated, you can go to an NFL game. And they're encouraging players in the NFL to get the vaccine. It's not mandated, but they're saying there could be like financial incentives for NFL players who get the vaccine. Um, This year was like a clusterfuck because there was times where they had to reschedule games because one player got it and then they retest the whole team. And this is like hours before the game is supposed to happen. And then they have to delay the game for another day or two because eight, out of the 50 whatever players had COVID. Um, whereas in this, in Canada right now, they're only vaccinating people who are in their 60s, I believe, or maybe they've gotten into their 50s now where they're booking for COVID vaccines. But They're rushing it. Yeah, it's pretty... It will be. I think it's, it's pretty crazy that Canada has one-tenth of the population of the United States and we're struggling to hit 10% vaccination rate. And... The U.S., I think, has I think vaccinated some, like a third of the population already. Some of it is also because these are U.S.-based companies, so it's a lot easier to get it around the states. Yeah, I guess. But it will be. It is a lofty goal to say you're going to go from having no fans and you're still in a pandemic to saying you're going to have 70,000 full capacity. So that will be something to watch as to how they actually enact that. But uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning in to episode twenty two, the Glenbrook Village podcast. I know we were uh, lacking some juice today because <coughs> Herbie's Wi Fi isn't working, 
and Andrew's sitting on a cucumber, but as always, stay safe, and uh, have a nice day. Corey, don't be the next victim in your brother's bathhouse. Stay safe, my G. (laughs) 